Hello and welcome to Property Matters, a weekly look at all matters property designed to be of interest to anyone who has an interest in property. And of course, Property Matters is supported by Fairview International Property Consultancy and auctionproperty.co.uk. You can find our weekly property show live on our website, propertymatterstv.co.uk, or by searching Property Matters TV in either YouTube or Facebook. Whenever and whenever we're live, please get involved in the comments. Or if you're watching a recording, if you're watching us live, get involved in the comments. We'll always get back to you. Hello at propertymatterstv.co.uk is also our email address. Property Matters is also available as a podcast on the Monday after the Sunday broadcast on any of the major platforms where you get your podcasts from. So what's been going on in the world of property? Let's talk to our expert and find out. It's Joe Joshi. Good morning, Joe. It's a nice wet morning, actually. In fact, uh, it's chucking it down. So I'll warn you now, there might be a little bit of a tingling in the back news background. That's that's not me playing the guitar or the sitar. That's the rain playing its little music all by itself. It never rains, but it pours. And it's been an absolute chucking down on the property this week from every aspect you can think about. Last week, we looked at uh, the extraordinary situation for those looking to buy and sell properties. This week, we'll look at the other side of the story, which, of course, is all about uh, buy-to-let landlords and renters and the whole uh, renting issue. And here's a really interesting piece of work that's been done by a, uh, by Moody's, the credit rating people. And they're saying that a number of buy-to-let landlords will be forced to sell up or ask their tenants to pay significantly higher rents um, as a result of the surge in mortgage borrowing costs. Kind of obvious, but just how bad is this? Many landlords will face higher interest rates when their existing loans expire, but tenants will be unable to afford higher rents because of the cost of living crisis and the growing tax burden. If landlords come to the end of a fixed rate uh, deal in 23 or 24, they're going to have to pay significantly higher mortgage rates that are around four percentage points higher than currently. More than half will be unable to remortgage unless they raise rents, according to uh, Moody's. And they're suggesting that rents would have to go up by around 20 27% uh, in order to allow them to refinance. Almost two-thirds of fixed-rate buy-to-let mortgages will expire by the end of 2024, according to Moody's, which was an analysis of around 52,000 uh, uh, loans. So, Joe, this is a big problem for many landlords because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know that they're struggling, but you're, you're being squeezed as a landlord from both sides, aren't you? Yes, look, I mean, listen, this is a, an amazing position and place to be right now. And most of it's been put there in the shortest possible time you can imagine. I mean, over the last two months, literally, um, interest rates have gone sky high, which have really knocked the whole uh, spectrum right out of, out, of the, out of the gate. Because, you know, the quarter of a percent now to two and a quarter percent and anticipating further rises makes it really impossible to meet the mortgage demands that obviously the mortgage companies want on a buy-to-let basis. But of course, the renters, i.e. the tenants, are not able to um, increase or, and afford to pay more. So the landlord is taking a, a, an absolute hit in terms of what they are actually getting for, for their uh, rental properties. And this is going to cause a, a lot of problems, a lot of dilemmas between landlords and tenants. Um, and it's always going to be the question of what is affordable. So you imagine when it was a quarter of a percent, Paul, you know, the affordability was probably designed on the fact that it was a quarter of a percent and there was a, a margin of error that was allowed when they actually charged the rent. But that margin of error now has become so small 
that is now becoming dangerous where in fact the landlord is actually probably not making enough and in some cases is actually getting less than what their mortgage payments are from a tenant who is paying uh, the rent. Now it goes back to that good old-fashioned you know leveling up um, thing about the section 21 and so forth and and thank God in some cases that that is still sitting in abeyance because this is where it makes life easier for the landlord considering um, getting a notice out to those tenants who cannot afford to pay, make, your pay, make their payments. The problem is, you know, you have that sort of emotional tie, don't you? Your landlord and your tenant have got a good relationship and you've had a good relationship for so long and it's really not the tenant's fault with that this is the way it's gone. Um, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that um, the best possible way? And I know having spoken to a number of landlords already, what their concerns are that, you know, it's time to get out. I'm going to sell. I'm, it's not make it. It's not viable for me. I'm going to clear that mortgage off, and I'll stick it in the market and get rid of it, either as a investment or as a vacant sale. The problem becomes the investment sale, Paul. Um, it doesn't give the return anymore <laughs> because the interest rate has gone so high that um, it's not prov providing a yield, a value, and subsequently that's where you start to see an adjustment in price. And then the media, who we love dearly, like us here, um, are actually going to turn around and say, oh, look, house prices are dropping. Well, actually, they're not dropping. They're just adjusting to what has to be a viable proposition because the interest rates have gone sky high. They're not going to say, oh, this is the fault of this interest rate. They're going to say, this is what the market's doing. So there's a lot to contend with from, from a letting point of view um, at this moment in time. And I guess this is going to depend on what level of loan to value you as a landlord took out in your deal in the first place. You could, for example, if you were fortunate enough to be able to buy a property outright and have no mortgage, you could be a bit more flexible on what the return's going to be because you won't have any interest rate problems. So if a, if a, 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 a renter, if a tenant's having a challenges paying the rent, you could maybe do a rent reduction and it wouldn't affect you. If Similarly, if you've got a high loan to value, then you're going to have much less margin for squeeze than if you've got maybe a 50% loan to value. And it is the loan to value that actually causes the problem. Um, all those that have got a, a cashed up uh, property, those, those are okay. But um, in the last 15, 20 years, probably maybe 25 years, the buy-to-let market has imploded for several reasons. One of the reasons is that um, it is a, a resource or a source of second uh, income for people. Um, it is also to support their pension, their retirement life. It is a way of increasing the, their worth because the bank's rates have been so high that as having a savings in the bank's rate, bank has not been a viable proposition. So, you know, what do they do? They go and buy a property, they buy a buy to let and, and so forth. So now here we are at the point where the bank rate is, is high. The borrowing may be at um, as much as 75, 80%. Um, and therefore the margin isn't enough um, in order to accommodate the um, rent to the loan. Um, and I anticipate that this is just a tip of the iceberg as where we are going to go and see. But it is a, you know, people will look at, put it down to a moral thing, Paul. They'll say, look, morally, you know, you can't throw me out because of this, that, the other, and so forth. You know, I've got kids, I've got family, you know, I can't go anywhere. And 
uh, the landlord morally would feel that you know they don't want to throw them out however no one's going to pay for them to live there for less money because nobody's in the bank isn't going to say to the the landlord by the way look i really feel sorry for you so i know you're being kind to you know xyz and so i'll tell you what we're going to let you off it's just not going to happen um they go into arrears or, or become uh, shorter on their payments and subsequently their credit rating starts to suffer and it's it's just a a whole barrage of things that actually start to make the difference and that's where the problem starts to come because everything every funding every load is based on credit ratings and they can't afford their credit ratings to drop because if they may have missed a payment or reduced a payment or didn't pay enough they've got to actually start to pay for that out of their pocket and that's probably when it starts to hurt quite a lot i was talking to a landlord yesterday fell enough and he said that you know when you get a good tenant you want to hang on to them he said and i've never had to or never would raise a rent during a tenancy. In other words, I wait till there's a break and then you know, when a new tenant comes in, that's when I'll readdress the rate. And you, you don't want to upset your tenant because having a good tenant is worth its weight in gold. But do you think we're going to have to come to a point for many landlords where they're going to have to say, no, I'm sorry, this is going to have to go up during your tenancy? Absolutely. Look, 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 just look at the numbers. I mean, you know, you've got the stats, you love the graphs, you've got the wall in front of you, but you, you look at the numbers and, you know, we're talking a quarter of a percent 0.25% base rate, you might have paid a, maybe 2% uh, above the base, maybe 1.5% above base. But right now, we are at two and a quarter base rate. And the buy-to-let mortgages are now 45 to 5% above, uh, you know, so that's another 2.5% above the base rate. I mean, that is just a mountain to climb. So the uh, Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey has warned of higher than expected rises in interest rates and of course on the 3rd of November uh, there's going to be another review which is widely expected to be uh, coming up to 3% and he's happy to go higher so the situation is going to get worse before it gets better clearly. Yeah I mean Andrew Bailey you know can turn around and say it, you know it's going to be more and more so it's not coming out of his pocket but the average person in the street is suffering heavily Paul. Um, and, um, you know, the, the concerns are there. And if they don't get their act together pretty soon and start to bring the inflation down, um, we are going to have a, a, a huge issue on our hands, not only from the buy to let mortgages side of it, but also just mortgages in general. Um, and, and that's going to cause a ripple effect of, of an area that we probably don't want to go. And now the, the, the problem is going to be people won't want to leave their existing properties um primarily because there's the next one they go to let's say if they do have to go the next one they go to, they're gonna have to pay more so i would urge all tenants and landlords is to you know work out a a reasonable agreement and and try a happy medium which i know is a challenge in itself because it's impossible to have that happy medium is always going to be something tenants going to say you didn't fix the tap so i don't want to pay you more and the landlord's going to say well i'm not going to fix the tap so you might as well go and by by not actually agreeing a happy medium the tenant will be given a notice two months down the road they're out on their ear and they've got to go and find another property which they're probably going to actually pay another two three four hundred pounds a month for so my recommendation to all people would be to get around the table and forget the leaky tap and work out what well, actually is going to cost you in the process. Not only is it going to cost you in the process for the increase of money 
but it is going to cost you in the process for re-evaluating the situation uh, altogether. So new tenancy agreements, new costs, new papers, all that sort of stuff is, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, as you know, in my book. So that, that's what's going to happen. You're going to end up spending more money. So it's, I, I would strongly recommend that, you know, you sit down around the table or get your agent to uh, negotiate the better terms in order to make sure that you could all stay put in the immediate to short-term future. Um, I, and that future, in my book, is probably at least another 18 months, two years before we, before we find any ground uh, that is going to be a comparable ground. You mentioned something a moment ago about landlords looking to sell up because the sums just don't work anymore. And that's fair enough. The trouble is, if the landlord is hoping to sell to another landlord, it's unlikely that they're going to want to take that on because the sums will be the same for them. So that surely means that's good news for first-time buyers, potentially, or for people looking to get a property or move up the ladder because there won't be so many landlords keen to purchase. If there's ever a great time, and I always say there's no actually better time than the present, and that doesn't matter when that present is. That present could have happened over the last two years and that present could happen in the next two years. Um, house prices, as per se, will always um, go into neutral or potentially go into drive. Very rarely do they go into reverse. And if there's a time that will go into reverse, or at least it seemed to be going into reverse, is times like now. And the reason for that is this, that because there is a correction in the marketplace, the things are not in control of the people, it's in control of the banks. The banks have put the interest rates up so high, the yields between the profits are now not high enough for each landlord to say, okay, well, I actually buy that as an investment. So here lies the opportunity for first time buyers to sort of go in there and say, okay, well, I'll buy that because, um, you know, even if I buy it at a lower rent with a rent in it, I can give notice to the person and maybe move into it myself three, six months down the road. Um, and that way it makes, makes an eminent uh, sense for them to get into the first time buyer realm. Not forgetting, of course, that the first-time buyer has now had the benefit of a minimum of £250,000, uh, no stamp duty, and sorry, as a first-time buyer, £425,000, no stamp duty. Everybody can buy up to £250,000 with no stamp duty. So, you know, there, is, there, there are some wins for first-time buyers in that sense, but it doesn't actually make a lot of sense for investor buyers because the returns on investment are now not as ex as attractive as they may be, you know, um, two, three months ago. And literally has happened in that time. So in turn, that's going to cause a problem in the rental market because there'll be less rental properties and we're already starved of stock in the rental uh, market, as we'll see in a moment when we look at uh, rental prices in London. So that's going to mean there's going to be less properties to rent, which means rents will go higher in addition to what is happening with the landlord. So uh, at the bottom of this, it seems to me that the poor old tenant is really being whacked every way they go. Yes, uh, uh, and, and whichever route they're going to take, they are going to suffer. So my only suggestion would be um, perhaps also to reevaluate your location. You might find that moving a little bit further out actually gives you a better opportunity than, you, than being sitting in the middle of of London or wherever you are, because obviously that's where the demand and the price increases are going to be much, much higher relative to the value of property. But you might find that uh, there are, you know, uh, cheaper areas a bit further out. I was thinking about this, about this morning before coming on, I think to myself, I wonder what the cost of a 
annual um, train ticket is, I know they're high, but you have to ask yourself, you know, in a monthly basis, do I find that I, you know, get a, a monthly or annual train ticket to travel back to work and move further out and actually save maybe four or five hundred pounds a month on my rental property? Do I get that value? It's the inconvenience of traveling. I understand that. Um, and if you're going in every day, it will probably be not such a viable thing. But we go back to that time of the pandemic when people were running for, you know, uh, space, the race for space, as they were saying it at the time, and everybody legged it out, out of the smoke, out of the cities, uh, into the countryside and found better value for money in rental and in, and in property. And now you can think to yourself that there are parts of the country that are perhaps much cheaper to rent in um, than there would be perhaps in London. And, and the question is the difference that you're saving on what you're already paying out, are you then going to make up in the transportation uh, or, or work from home or whatever those options are? So that may be something that people seriously need to think about. Let's have a look then at rental prices. We mentioned them a moment ago. Rental prices have continued to rise sharply across London on the back of the widening supply demand imbalance, with the average price hitting a record high this month. This is due to the latest data from Foxton's. Letting agency reports that the average rental price in September <clears throat> excuse me, was 553 per week breaking June's 2022 record of 549 per week as the highest average rental price ever recorded. Central London continued to produce the highest average weekly rent this year at £636, a 30% increase on 2021. Levels of rental stock remained low and in September there were just 23,000 new listings, the lowest monthly volume of new instructions year to date in 2022. The number of new listings year to date was 38% lower than the same period last year. So it does seem that this is already happening to a certain extent, but this is going to be really challenging for people looking to rent in London. 550 per week, the average. Yeah, I mean, 550 per week is, is really, to be honest with you, they're bringing that as an average now. I think it's been an average for some time. Um, everyone that I've ever spoken to, the average weekly rent that they're now looking at is around five to 500 pounds, 550 a month, some are even 600. And then on top of that, there's a share of the bills, or in some cases, they might pay a higher amount and, um, and include the share of the bills and so forth. So if you actually just put that down to as just your space, your bed space for argument's sake, I'm gonna go and kip there a weekly, and it's gonna cost me 550 pounds a week to put my head down on the pillow, but to heat, and to to have all the other costs is another x you know let's say another 150 200 pounds a week you know that's a lot of money that is going to be starting to sort of come out and 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 hit the pockets um so yes there are there are a lot of people that look at that side of it and say you know it's just too much money too too expensive to to do and that's not going to get any cheaper as you rightly say and we have discussed earlier in, the, in this program that the interest rates are now such a level that the landlords are going to have to pass that on somewhere else. And again, I was thinking about this. I mean, where on earth can you continue to pass that down to everything that is going up? Not only just food, but your, your roof over your head, your petrol. Your, your Ultimately, you're going to end up passing it down. And if you're not earning or you're not able to earn any more, sooner or later, it's, it's going to be a crash that's you know waiting to happen. And it's not, it's not a nice place to be. So, you know, I think... 
my suggestion would be at this point is communication is the answer to the problem, as the song says. Um, and um, you, you know, you've got to talk to your landlords, you've got to talk to the people and say, we need to work out a compromise that works out best for all parties. Those that will bury their head in the sand will obviously, you know, get to a point where you know, the landlord will just say, well, look, this is not enough. I'm going to give you notice. You've got to go. So, you know, I strongly urge and recommend that anyone that is at that point or juncture of their life do pick up the call to your landlord and have a chat. If it was Roy Castle from Record Breakers, it would have been dedications what you need. But anyway, 29 renters. <laughs> 29 renters were looking for the average. We're showing our age there. <laughs> we're showing our age there. Paul. I couldn't resist being juvenile for a minute. I apologise. Uh, 29 renters competing for every new property in September. That's actually slightly down from the 33 that it was in August. But if you go out into the southeast, it's 37 people competing for every rental property. And in the north, it's 20% up month on month. The average weekly budget for a renter, here's the, here's the rub, the average weekly budget that a renter has is £494, so they say, and of course the average rent is 550 So there's the problem at the moment. Budgets were 6% higher than the same time last year. South East and, sorry, East and Central London continue to have the highest year-on-year -year increase at 12% and 11%. So Renters are struggling to find it. They're fifty, sixty pounds short every every week. That's 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 the, the the stark reality of what they're facing, Joe. Yeah. So imagine that roll backwards. If they're fifty, sixty pounds short, and the landlord is now, you know, a hundred and hundred and fifty pounds short because basically the rate of interest has gone up and actually taken their 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 borrowing to the value of that. Sooner or later, that is where the crash comes. So somewhere everybody's going to have to sort of work out now if you don't talk to your landlord and you don't have that communication sooner or later you're going to get a section 21 notice served to say please vacate because I'm, I'm going to sell my property and i'm going to get out of this debt and you're going to be out of a home because that's a reasonable reason for them wanting to sell um because you know if they can't afford their mortgage continuously um because you're not able to pay the rent increase to cover that mortgage you know that that is a deck of cards that is just going to continue to go and, and someone is going to get suffered in this case it will be the tenants because they're going to be told that they need to be moving on so before you hit that sort of stage um, and if you feel that that's where it's going to go I, I strongly recommend that it's time to have a chat um, with your landlord and and work out because you know I'm pretty confident a year 80 80 months two years two years we'll be back in the role again probably but um, yeah these next two years are going to be very very crucial in how uh, we manage that and especially in the coming months Paul you know um, because if he does rate raise that in uh, on, on the 3rd of November to maybe another one percent our good old uh, governor of the Bank of England um, that is going to expedite a lot of issues um, for landlords and for investors alone which is going to be a snowball effect um, down to the tenants and we're hitting a difficult time in terms of Christmas, winter and all the fuel bills and everything else that seems to be kicking in. So it's not as exciting as one would like it to be, but I think um, we can manage it out uh, a bit better than probably uh, our former Prime Minister of 44 days. It's called communication. <laughs> yes. Uh 
one uh, particular uh, MD of a, a rental company um, was in the article, which was in Property Investor Post this last week, said that they, obviously August and September is the peak time for, for new rentals because that's when students leave university and go out and find their first jobs, particularly in London, that kind of thing. And obviously students are coming over from abroad wanting to rent property because they're starting their course in September. So it's always a, a peak time. Um, and then quarter four, it tends to, to ease off. But they're saying they're seeing significant increases year on year. The, the curve is the same year on year, but it's just that little bit higher. But what they're saying is there is a slight um a uh, bit of good news on the horizon. That is, from a build-to-rent perspective, there is expected to be an influx of new stock next year. And apparently renters are already clamouring to get registered to look at build-to-rent as an option. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of people that are now building to rent because they can see that the sale is not going to happen. So they may as well build and keep the portfolio of 40, 50, 60, whatever properties that they got flats houses whatever it might be and there is a huge demand on the rental uh, market for that um and so that makes it a good investment but of course that means that the builder that's built it um, has got to have enough margin in his build cost and his profit margin so that he can actually afford to keep them on because otherwise the bank's going to be urging to get their money back for the building development and they need to sell so it might be that they go that they can sell some of them to pay the bank off um, and, the, and the balance they keep and so forth. So we are having those discussions uh, ongoing at this precise moment in time with developers who perhaps have got stock on their hands that um, they probably could keep and there are numbers that they could probably sell. But because the sales are gonna be slightly slower, and I know that because we are, we're, get, we're getting a lot of calls as auctioneers from um, uh, fellow agents who have got stock that hasn't shifted or sales have fallen through. And if you look at the stats, which I'm sure you've got, you'll find that the number of fall throughs um, that have been, have been quite high, um, all of a sudden, only in the last you know, month, they've been dropping off like flies because of a number of reasons. And those reasons are perhaps that the lender that they got a mortgage offer from has now had the chance to increase the rate that they agreed it at and subsequently it's pulled the mortgage off her back and so they can't complete the deal or they have to increase, increase agree a higher um, monthly payment and that higher monthly payment may not mean that they, their criteria meets that their personal criteria um, doesn't allow them to actually borrow that money um, because it doesn't fit the fit their, their, the lender's criteria so it's, it's causing a lot of issues in the background um, and so subsequently sales are going to be slow um, and, and rentals, I anticipate, are going to be quite busy. Well, Liz Truss was saying in the week, should I stay or should I go? The question we're all asking is, should I rent or should I buy? Um, and despite the increased cost of borrowing currently hitting home buyers in, in the property market, it remains less expensive to buy when compared to the cost of renting. According to research from Revolution Brokers, the mortgage firm looked at the current cost of buying property in today's market, both with respect to a full mortgage repayment and an interest-only repayment plan, and how this cost compares with those residing in private rental sector. Research shows that the average tenant across the UK is paying £1,143 per month within the PRS. 
The average home buyer currently looking to buy with a variable rate mortgage at 75% LTV and an average rate of 4.45%. The cost of a full mortgage repayment comes in at 1223 per month, marginally more than the cost of renting. But those who are making interest only payments on their mortgage each month are currently paying an average of £829 a month, which is 27.5% less than the cost of renting. Same home buyer opting for a three and two year fixed rate product would be facing a full monthly repayment of 1,075 and 1,095 pounds respectively, meaning that even when repaying a mortgage in full, it still comes in as more affordable option versus the renting at 1,143 per month. So it's pretty close though, to really make the saving, you've got to go interest only, but that's not going to suit everybody, is it? No, but it's a great opportunity for first time buyers, you know, at a younger age, it's good for them to step in and onto the uh, first round of the property ladder. So if it means that interest only is their route to market, and it's cheaper than having, having to go and rent, then I urge them to seriously look at their options of buying rather than renting. Um, the rental part of it is is mainly to those that need a bigger property, perhaps, you know, family homes, etc., where the circumstances are such uh, that it's impossible to continue to to go and buy, or you're a single parent, or one of those circumstances where you're not able to buy um, a bigger home for yourself. But certainly, for any first-time buyer, if they can step onto the property ladder, this is a great time for them to do so, and also. It wouldn't matter at an early age, even if you took the next five years on an um, interest-only mortgage and then re-looked re at it in five years' time and said, okay, well, maybe I can afford it more, um, and subsequently going for a repayment mortgage. Um, but if it means that it's £800 against £1,200 and you can actually buy rather than rent, then I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer. You've got to really seriously look at that, that aspect of it. Um, there's always going to be minuses and pluses there's always going to be that. That's what's happened. That's a historic. In all the years that I've been in, in property, it is all those. But what I will continue to say is that, you know, it's only gone up or, or, or stood still for a while and then gone up again. So, you know, it's a window of opportunity for everybody. It's just a case of what works for you. I suppose interest only, if you were looking at a short term arrangement, you know, obviously you've got fees and things to consider for for, for both and they vary depending on which one of those routes you're going to take but if it's interest only you're going to hand the property back and you're going to hand the property back whether you're renting so I guess there is a similarity there but for those repaying their mortgage on an interest only basis a three-year fixed rate would see them paying £604 a month while a two-year fix it would climb to £641 a month again this is 47.1% and 43.9% lower, respectively, than the cost of renting within the private rental sector. But the interesting thing is, then they say, is if average mortgage rates predicted to hit 6%, could renting then become a better option? And looking at the same 75% loan-to-value mortgage at an average mortgage rate of 6%, that would see you make a 1,412 full monthly repayment. However, the monthly cost of repaying the mortgage on an interest-only basis would still only reach 1,095 per month, which is still 4.2% less than the average cost of renting. So even at 6%, you're just slightly better off on interest only. Yeah, like I said, it, it, and again, it depends on the value of the property. The higher the value of that property that you're going to buy, that interest only maybe is as good as paying just a rental. You may as well go 
and rent for 18 months, two years, and then rethink of it. But if you're looking at a, a sort of a one bedroom, two bedroom, you know, lower end apartment, perhaps in a different area, saving stamp duty or having the saving of a stamp duty can actually work in your best interest to buy, even on interest only. But of course, you know, we're not here to give mortgage advice because we're not, you know, qualified to do that. But we can put you in touch with someone that is, and um, you know, uh, take guidance, take take all the uh, the right advice to make sure that you make the right step. But we talk about it in generic terms. The generic terms are that there are sometimes in certain life uh, better opportunities to buy. Um, and at the moment, to be honest with you, it's becoming a buyer's market. Uh, where the buyers are the drivers. We had a, a seller's market for some time where the sellers were actually calling the shots and, and there was a demand. It's turned the other way around. So if there's an opportunity for anyone like a first-time buyer to step onto the property market, it might be tightening your belt and not going out clubbing and pubbing for a few months or a few extra weeks, but it might be worth the long-term investment in having a roof over your head and, um, of course, getting on that first run of the property ladder, which is the ultimate aim for most people. And I suppose there is one other little factor, although you could argue at the moment prices aren't exactly running ahead. Um, things seem to be slowing down a little bit. But if you were buying interest only, you would actually have potentially the property uh, appreciating in value, which of course you wouldn't have that upside if you were renting. That's right. And that's what I'm saying, that you might have to cut your, uh, your boogie nights out for a bit um, in order to do that. But the point is that you will actually you will actually gain in the long term and you can boogie much longer a bit later on as they say but for now it is uh, it is the case of saying well you know what do i we love you know i just i was just thinking that boogie nights are the best nights in town according to heatwave there you are you see so i'm i'm i'm, I'm there. <laughs> no i i think that uh, yeah you got to you got to take a full advantage of of whatever the circumstances are that suit your own needs um, at this time. Um, actually, uh, I was just going to uh, conclude with you, Joe, to talk about the fact that we will be at the Asian Jewish Business Network again uh, a week Monday um, at the end of October. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Asian Jewish Business Network, uh, a great network uh, that was, was created uh, by Russell Bahar and team. Um, and it's just grown um, over the last uh, three years, the third year uh, running. Um, and we've been there participating from, from the onset. Uh, Property Matters will be there. Um, and so we will have a, 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 a Paul will be running that show because uh, basically I can't be in both places. So we're hoping to see a lot of people that will come in and contribute. Uh, and, and that's a joint effort between Asian Jewish Business Network and Property Matters TV. Um, and of course, we will have our own stand as Auction Property London. Um, and uh, so if you're about to come along and see us, and if you're not about, watch out and uh, watch the program. I'm sure you'll see lots of loss. It's a great uh, opportunity network. Um, and we're interested to see how that will pan out because we've been through the, all the ups and downs over this last year about, you know, uh, who is in, who's out. As they say, all the comedy has been on, on, our, on our Facebook. So the revolving doors and, you know, Airbnb at number 10 and God knows whatever else that, that would, would come along. So. You know, watch this space. Um, join us on the 31st. Um, you can find all the details on our websites. Um, and of course, just click on to Asian Jewish Business Network and you'll find it there. It's at the Queen Elizabeth Centre in Westminster. So nice venue. Uh, and we will be broadcasting Property Matters live 
um, probably around midday, I think, but we'll, we'll have more information on that uh, next week. And we hope to talk to some of the sort of property professionals and uh, leading lights in, the, in, that, uh, in that world on property matters that day. And Joe, I'm sure you'll join me briefly to talk through a few bits and pieces on the Monday, but it'll be an interesting live show and uh, a challenge technically for us to do um, um, at the event. A live show's there. You know it's live because we've gone frozen today. You've had the new, you have had the tingling of the pouring down rain in th through this. And, you know, for now, I think uh, two years, uh, every Sunday morning, uh, one way or another, we've managed to turn up. This is life. This is what is cool about, be about being live. And uh, we love it. And, uh, we, and, and we're grateful for your interaction and, of course, uh, the podcast and the website. So uh, do join us. Looking forward to it very much indeed. But in the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday with more Property Matters at our usual time at 10am. Music